What's going on, everyone? It's Timothy with the Interior Design Consultant Podcast. So sorry it's been forever. I feel like it's been forever. And I hope everyone had an amazing holiday season and your New Year's off to an amazing start. Mine sure is. 2019 fucking sucked. So I'm hoping that 2020, which it has been so far, thankfully, is going to be phenomenal. Actually, I feel it. Spiritually, I feel it. It's there. It's going to be a great year. I had so much shit happen at the end of 2019. And so uh, now that that's gone and I'm starting fresh, I'm still busy as ever. And I just wanted to make sure that while I had the day off today, I still wanted to deliver this because it's been quite a while. So one thing we're going to talk about, actually really it's the only thing we're going to talk about is managing costs. One of the biggest struggles for just about any interior design firm um, is managing costs, labor, materials, marketing, and even monthly phone bills and adding, um, adding it up and running a business. Really, at the end of the day, what is all of your fucking overhead like what is everything that you got to pay for and honestly it's it's a huge undertaking because you have your personal life to deal with and you have your business to deal with so it's not just a matter of oh let's just you know row with the or row what is that saying fucking row with the flow whatever i'm just going to use it anyway you want to row with the flow uh for most interior design firms managing the cost of materials is literally the biggest challenge Labor costs can spiral out of control if a project takes longer than initially anticipated or if a client changes their mind too much of a project. Inefficiencies in your workflow, and yes, I'm pointing to you, inefficiencies in your workflow can actually be very, very costly in terms of both time and money. So many firms look to improve their procedures, like ensuring they have great like accounting processes. But for me, it's always been about crossing your T's and dotting your I's. When you're going and doing a project, you're always going to make sure that you're selecting the right material and you're knowing exactly what the cost is in, in regards to that. It's not just going to uh, a trade show and seeing a, a you know a carpet that you're going to use for a client and being like, oh, okay, $2 a square foot, great, let me go with that um, and purchasing it. You don't realize that now you have to do the padding and the padding is going to be an additional you know dollar fifty a square foot and then the labor for that and then there's also you know how much percentage of the waste that you're going to need and you're not accounting for you know the waste and you're just you know uh, measuring to make sure you get the right amount of square footage not realizing that there is going to be waste so a lot of it comes into your not only experience uh, but making sure you fucking look at every little detail that you can look at possible uh, for any material and any labor costs. So personally, my my way of doing things is I uh, double and triple and sometimes even quadruple my process on even a single material. So uh, for example, I'll finally go, you know, find a you know piece of tile that I really, really enjoy um, and want to use for a project. Um, I'll get the cost. I'll get the shipping. Um, I'll bring that tile to my contractor and say, here's the tile we want. Let me know how much you need. And then I always do 20% over um, on just any kind of waste and for additional stuff, just in case a year down the road, the client breaks a tile. Hey, there's already some set aside for that. Um, then you look at, you know, uh, on the contractor side, all right, how much is the labor? How much is the mortar? Do you want to get the mortar? Do you want us to get the mortar? Um, do you want to get the grout? Do you want us to get the grout? And if your contractor wants you to get it, now you have to source that. How much grout do you need? How much mortar do you need? There's so many like moving parts to, uh, the material and the design and um, so many things that go into it that ultimately come down to uh, the right pricing structure. Because if you're not going to find all of that information, 
ultimately at the end of the day, that price is going to be coming out of your what your markup and your profits because the client's not going to be like oh well you fucking told me that it's going to be 120 square feet and now you're telling me that you need an additional like 60 70 square feet well guess what you're going to pay for that not me um, because you as a designer are the professional you should know how much it is so i would say create a process of your own um, I could probably help you with that. I'll probably wind up writing something up and putting it on the store for free. But um, when it comes to like the, the process for that, you really need to write down everything that you need to look at and make it like a checklist. Like if there's flooring, uh, how much of the flooring you're going to need, how much waste you're going to need, what is the type of mortar you're going to need, how much of that you're going to need. Um and the list goes on and on and on. And so it's really, really important that when you're managing costs, and this goes down to like even your phone bill and your internet bill and um, literally everything that you deal with with your business on a design stance, it goes down to managing that. And even more so, it comes down to your profits too. Making sure that the project and what you're being charged or what you're charging rather is going to be sufficient enough for what you're actually doing. For example, I uh, just got a client and the client I've dealt with three times before in three additional projects. And this particular client is someone who really needs to be, uh, they, they need their handhelds, <laughs> for lack of better words. Um, and so right off the bat, I knew that there's going to be a lot more time involved in this project. So I had to increase that, that hourly rate a little bit. Um, just because the last three projects we did, I knew exactly how this particular client was going to be. And I needed to account for that because what I wound up discovering when um, on project one and two was that when I did my hourly rate for her, it was actually a discounted rate. And so I realized the amount of time that I was spending on that project, it made that hourly rate go from $210 an hour and it dwindled down, I think, at the end of the day, it was like $72 an hour um, because of the amount of time that this client needed me to hold her hand. So it's really, really important that you understand every process that goes into everything, paint, flooring, uh, furniture selection, uh, fixtures, and so on and so forth. And you really have to hone in on the amount of money that it's going to be for you to actually get that product installed. And then on top of that, you need to make sure that's not going to dip into your profits. Um, you definitely don't want to um, have you know a piece of material that at the end of the day, you fucked up on and now you have to basically get no money out of it because you need to account for that. So I think when it comes down to... Um, your your process i think it needs to also be towards uh or geared towards your specific firm so um, understanding your own business and how you work with your clients and uh, your process that you take with your clients with designing, it really needs to match that because the last thing you want is for your material selection process um, to be misconstrued and at the end of the day, it's still going to cost you money because it doesn't work with the same process that you're having with your client, um, whether that be uh, the timing or the budget or um, I mean, many different factors can can go into that. So 
when it comes to uh, managing a lot of those costs, at the end of the day, if you really think about it, it comes down to you as an individual and how you're going to run your business. And it's the same thing as an, as a personal life too. Um, you're not going to go just ambiguously paying bills. You need to make sure that your rent's paid um, and your phone bill and your internet bill and your gas and your electric. And at least me personally, what I do, I actually pay my gas bill because um, here in California, we have uh, natural gas. So I pay that bill every quarter. And the reason why is because unlike the electric company, when they will turn you off in a heartbeat, um, the gas company won't. So every quarter I pay it and it's really only 25 bucks a month uh, for my gas bill. So every quarter I'm paying $75. So that way, every single month, I'm not having to come up with that extra 25 bucks. Um, whereas every quarter I just come up with that, um, you know, that 75 total. It's actually the same way, it's just how you're managing that. Um, so it's the same kind of difference in a way. The second part of managing costs really comes down to keeping the cash flowing in addition to the managing of your of your cost interior design firms often face cash flow challenges so a lot of designers require deposits before they'll do any work precisely for this reason they do need an influx of cash to purchase materials or pay for workers to do a job me personally I actually ask for hmm what is it I think I well I ask for 50% of the total design fee up front, and that's non-refundable. But usually what I've been doing, and I do this more often, is I just do 10 hours up front at our hourly rate. But anytime we purchase something, whether it be material or actually really just material, furniture, um, fixtures, so on and so forth, I always ask the client to pay that 100% up front because number one, as designers, we're ordering those like really to order. The second thing is because if a client pays for something up front, that it doesn't leave the room for to change their mind. The other thing too is a lot of times I'd actually rather just pay the full bill for that material than have to ask for the client for half up front. And then what happens if the project goes sour and your client doesn't want to pay the other half? Then you're fucked because now you are in bad terms with your vendor. So when it comes to keeping the cash flowing, clients may be hesitant to pay deposits, but depo- um, like a deposit is also a safeguard against the worst case scenario, which is a client who never pays her bill. Um, while those clients are a few and far between, I hope, <laughs> um, from my experience, it hasn't been, but plenty of designers um, have faced the struggle of getting clients to um, the, of paying on time. Late payments compound cash flow issues, and they really cause a lot of headache. And that even stems down to like, even you paying your bills and managing the costs. If your client's not able to pay you, then they can't. you can't really manage your cost. So what I would say is come up with your own process for managing the costs and making sure the cash is always flowing with your clients. Have terms in your contract that stay if they're not gonna pay within X amount of time that you're gonna hit them with either a late fee or additional interest or whatever the case is. And I always do bills that are payable upon receipt. So I never say, hey, this is a net 30 or even a net 15 or even a net two. You pay that bill when I send you the invoice. Um, And it's purely just because you need to keep that cash flowing. Please let me know if you guys have any other questions in regards to uh, your own processes. I would love to help you. So please email me, timothy at theidconsultant.com. I'd love to help you through that process. Check out the designer toolkits, 99 99 bucks, excuse me. Um, 
online and it's actually super, super cheap for the amount of content you get. And what I didn't tell people is that I actually have been making surprise phone calls to some people who purchased that. I will give a free 30 minute consultation to a randomly selected person every single month who purchases the designer toolkit. If you are interested in getting a free session, just email me too. Um, I'll be glad to jump on a call with you and talk to you about any kind of challenge you want. Just hit me up, timothy at idconsultant.com. And last but not least, please give me a rating, whether it's negative or positive. I don't really give a shit. I just like ratings. Any feedback is great for me to, to improve on. So thanks so much for listening in. I love you guys so much. Thanks again and have a wonderful day.